Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith to Live By. I'm Pam Christian, your host for the show, where each week I help us explore current events from a biblical and prophetic worldview, so we as God's people can know how He wants us to respond. There is so much going on that mainstream media is not reporting, and there are many efforts to divert our attention from learning what is happening. But God continues to speak through His prophets because He wants His people to know not only what He is doing, but what he expects us to do in partnership with him. This edition of Faith to Live By has been pre-recorded to play beginning February 2nd because of my traveling to Nashville to be part of the Reawaken America tour. So I'm not able to address the current issues until next week's podcast. Today, I bring you part two of my interview with Michelle May, who is helping us learn how to partner with God to see his prophecies fulfilled. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, I encourage you to do so as my guest, Michelle May, provided wisdom and insights for understanding and responding to prophecies. Wanting very much to be a trustworthy source for you to make sense out of all the chaos and increasing exposure of evil happening all around us, I want to share with you some additional sources so you can learn more about current events. First, I highly recommend you follow me on social media, because I post almost daily there about current events. I can tackle many more current events there daily than I can with a weekly podcast. So, use my social media to know what's going on, and then listen to my weekly podcasts to learn my interpretation or thoughts about current events and prophecy. And today, before I play part two of the interview with Michelle May, I want to personally connect with you about my experience in Nashville. You may have known that Clay Clark invited me to be a speaker at the Reawaken America Tour Stop in Nashville, Tennessee, on January 20th. In order for me to get a weekly podcast produced for you during the better part of the week that I'd be gone... I pre-recorded the prior two podcasts. This means I have not been able to address current events on the podcast as I normally do. Being at the Reawaken America Tour was an amazing experience. I had the privilege of meeting in person people I've interviewed in the past and many others I hope to interview in the future. LT, the creator, producer, and host of And We Know, was at the tour and I got to meet him in person. He actually spoke from the platform, but to continue to keep his identity quiet, the cameras were turned off. LT and his crew continue to produce highly acclaimed And We Know videos as they've been traveling. So I recommend you watch as many of his videos that came out between January 18th and the 31st as you can to learn his views on current events, most of which I share. His video released January 28th was really eye-opening for me, so I placed a link for that in the show notes along with some of the other links specific to his content. The Reawaken America Tour in Nashville was held at Pastor Greg Locke's church, Global Vision Bible Church, which is nestled in with residential properties with a narrow road with one lane each direction, creating about, oh, a two-mile backup to get in on Friday morning. Parking was also a major issue, with people parking at the closest commercial lot and then walking. Neighbors were very upset about the intrusion of well over 4,500 people attending, and some protested which the local left-leaning papers and news broadcasters made sure to cover. The local news was full of rhetoric to discredit the tour and all involved with it. Understandably so, since truth is being revealed by the more than 80 speakers on the two-day schedule. Well-known names such as General Michael Flynn, Cash Patel, Charlie Ward, Pastor Dave Scarlett, Sean Foyt, Julie Green, Amanda Grace, Eric Trump, and others presented from the platform. Sean Foyt led worship at 10 a.m. on Saturday, and he explained that when he was in Nashville in October 2020, he had one of the worst experiences in terms of 
lack of welcome from the community, enough that he considered quitting his tour. But the Lord spoke to him to reveal the spiritual atmosphere of Nashville has been demonically influenced for years, and for that reason, God wanted Sean to be there. When I saw the negative press from the local papers about the Reawaken America tour, I knew we were disrupting the same evil entities, and I rejoiced. When the demons get upset, you know you're making impact for heaven's kingdom. Pastor Locke's church is on plenty of acreage, but they are still building. So his church actually meets in a giant tent on ground that has not been prepared. So it's rocky and replete with many interspersed slopes and loose rocks, not pebbles, but rocks making it hard to get around. It was very cold for this Californian, and because of the terrain, the high heels I planned on wearing on the platform stayed in my tote bag. I was scheduled to speak January 20th, right after Cash Patel, which I was really excited about. However, at the end of Cash's presentation, Clay announced that Cash would be available to sign books and more right outside the main tent near the overflow tent, which meant, as I was starting my message, great numbers of people were leaving their seats to meet Cash. And I don't blame them, but as a first-time speaker at the Reawaken America tour, seeing people leaving as I was starting my message was a little bit unsettling. This was the largest audience I've ever spoken before, and I did everything possible not to be nervous. Just before I stepped up to speak, I felt the tingling of the Holy Spirit on my neck and my back, and I sensed God was saying, I got your back. I had exactly 15 minutes to speak. My message was about the vital importance of our reclaiming truth. If you'd like to see the video of my message, I have a link for you in the show notes. I also have the links for the full two-day event as well. On Saturday, the 21st, many speakers were scheduled, including Donna Clement Petruska, the daughter of the late prophet Kim Clement. She shared a prophecy her father had given in February 2009 that seems to be describing these very days. You'll definitely want to see this part, so use the link in the show notes. During her presentation, she also honored Amanda Grace and her husband Chris, each with a mantle Kim Clement actually wore during his lifetime. It was a touching moment to watch. You can watch it yourself using the link in the show notes. The next Reawaken America tour stop is scheduled for Florida in May and then in Las Vegas in August. I have always promoted Clay Clark's tour, so if you think you want to attend one, be sure to use the link I have in the show notes where you can save 15% on your admission. Also, using that link not only saves you money, it lets them know you learned about the event from me. Now that I've briefly caught you up, Let's get right into part two of my interview with Michelle May to learn more about partnering with God to see prophecy fulfilled. I'm starting with a brief overlap from last week's podcast so you can have a good sense of what we're talking about. This is one of my soapbox topics for people to get back to understand the truth, what truth really is, how to uphold truth, and then how to be engaged in our culture to make a kingdom difference. If we want to see this evil and corruption be pushed back and be overcome, God is going to work through his people. So he's had to wake us up to have us understand what's going on and then to get us to be willing to be engaged. Yes. What would you like to add to that? Because I know that with this particular podcast, there are people listening right now who are being encouraged to get engaged and so what direction might you give my listeners at this point? The first direction that I think I would give is really ask the Lord before you watch something or before you listen to something. Is this something that you want me to hear? 
because that same friend that, you know, brought that prophecy, false prophecy really to me, then was riddled with terror and fear, you know, and then I had to pray for her more than once to kind of get rid of that, to undo it. And so I think the first thing is to be aware that the scripture says that the enemy is the prince of the power of the air. It uses the word air. And so we have to be careful what is coming through the airwaves into our ear gates, into our eye gates, because that is what has happened during the last three years. People put trust in media, put trust in mainstream media, put trust in the wrong places. And the enemy was able to really brainwash the masses into being terrified. And so that would be the first thing that I would say is be careful what you bring into your ears, into your eyes, and just say a prayer. Now, if you start listening to something and you get this terrible feeling or you get a pit in your stomach, it can be different for everyone. I usually feel it, you know, pit in my stomach. Follow that. That's discernment. That's the Lord saying, stop, stop listening to that and just hit the stop button and move it along. But discernment is really a key right now. And to know that not everything that you hear is going to be true is sort of the beginning of this journey. And then the second thing is, Lord, what do you want me to do with this? If it is true, what do you want me to do with it? Do I bring it to my prayer group and we pray over it? Do you want me to fast over this? Do you want me to start making declarations that are in alignment with this? to do something. There's five things that I, that, that a person can do. One is praying. One is repenting. One is fasting. One is declaring and one is sharing. And if you want, I can go through all of those uh, separately and just talk like a little bit about each one of them. Yeah. Do a brief understanding for my audience, because I really believe in a, from a prophetic since right now that the people who will listen to this podcast are going to be empowered and emboldened and to take their place, actually step into their destiny and their God-given assignment. So let's give them as much direction as we can, but with consideration of our time constraints. Yes. So the first one, prayer, praying. So if you hear a prophecy in scripture, it says in James five sixteen that the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And so when you hear a prophecy and you are in alignment with it, it could be for yourself, could be for your family, could be for a city or nation. Praying into that is really important. And in that, I would even go to scripture and find scriptures where there's a similar situation. So if someone gives you a prophetic word over your family and saying that your children, the few children that you have, the three of them who are prodigals, if they say that they're going to come back and they're going to serve the Lord with passion, which will be happening. And I know that the Lord is, this is going to be happening in the next season. The prodigals are coming back. So this is actually a little bit of a prophetic word. Then you go to scripture and you, you study that story and you meditate on it and you pray into that story and you put your children in that story in that moment where the father sees his son coming back and you, and you just look for the, what is in scripture? How did this happen? How did God speak to this young man to make him come back? And then you pray into that. The second thing would be repenting. So repentance is important because 
the enemy will use our sin, even though we know that we are forgiven and he knows we are forgiven and we are in a position of being forgiven. It doesn't mean that we still don't have to sort of what I'll call come clean, right? So we have to be constantly repenting for our sin. Lord, I'm so sorry I did that. I'm sorry I said that. I'm sorry I thought that. And I repent and Lord, help me with this. If it's something that's habitual, maybe there's deliverance needed there. But repentance in this case for the nation, we're repenting on behalf of our own sin, right? Maybe we've been passive. Maybe we've been quiet. Maybe we haven't been uh, really even seeking the Lord. What do you want me to do What in this season? What are you saying in the season? We repent for ourselves, but we also are repenting on behalf of those people who are turned away from God. So the next thing is fasting. So in scripture, we see over and over again, people who are fasting throughout scripture. And it was something that was commonly done in times of, especially the Old Testament, you know, we, we hear about Daniel was fasting all the time. So fasting increases our authority. In all the seasons of my life, I know that authority is definitely needed right now in this season that we've gone through 2020 and onward. And so I, I really encourage people strongly to do what I call lifestyle fasting. I don't know if that that's an actual term that people use, but I use it. And lifestyle fasting is essentially fasting from something every single day, 24 seven. And so it might be overwhelming to you to think, oh my gosh, I'm going to give up this for the rest of my life. So what I like to encourage people to do is rotate a fast. You could do it weekly. Week one, you fast from coffee. Week two, you fast from desserts. Week three, you fast from snacks. Or it can be daily. Every Monday, you fast from coffee. Every Tuesday, you fast from snacks. Every Wednesday, you fast from desserts. But it does increase your authority. I'm a lifestyle faster. I fast every single day so that any time I'm in a situation where a lot of authority is needed, it's just right there for me spiritually. There is something that happens in the spirit realm when we fast. That's why the Lord says, when you fast, he doesn't say if you fast or you can fast if you feel like it. He's saying he expects us to fast. I don't know where that got kind of watered down in modern day times. In modern day times, somehow that got watered down. And when I see, I talk to people and I ask, do you fast? 99% of the time, the answer is no. And I, I feel like this is something that is very key in this season, that people need to fast because of the level of the demonic that has been released recently. And in order to have authority over it, and to be in a position of authority over it, when we fast, it increases our authority. I know this for a fact because on our deliverance team, I've been on a deliverance team for about 12 years now, and we had a deliverance session and I wasn't there for the first one. The person came back for a second one and they were debriefing me before we even began, before the person came in and said, oh gosh, last week it was really difficult. And, uh, the demons gave us a really hard time. So I was kind of prepared. Right. And so we go through the deliverance and it was very quiet, very peaceful, very effective. And I'm on my way to my car. And I said, Lord, why did they say that it was just so, you know, chaotic last week? And he said, the reason it wasn't as chaotic was because you fast 
and you were there just sitting there. And the enemy, I don't know how this works, but they can see the authority that you have and they can see how much authority you know you have. We have all been given authority, but whether we know we have it (laughs) or whether we use it is a different story. So the Lord just said you were sitting there and so they were quieter. And it wasn't me personally. It was because I was fasting. And so I just encouraged that. The fourth one is declaring. This is a huge one. Job 22, 28 says, you will also declare a thing and it will be established for you. So light will shine on your ways. Declare a thing. That means you're saying it out loud. So when we speak things, and there's a lot about the power of life and death being in our tongue, that's all throughout scripture and being careful what we say, be careful what comes out of our mouth. It is activating the spirit realm when we say something. Maybe you have been, and I've tried this before, where you're kind of like in a hard place or you're feeling kind of down. If you start declaring things out into the atmosphere that are the opposite of how you're feeling or opposite of your circumstance, you will notice a shift in the spirit realm immediately. And so will the enemy. And so this idea of declaring is important with with prophecy. So if you have a personal prophecy, I would take that prophecy and write out the declarations. Again, you're going to want scripture to be woven in it. So you're going to want to find scripture that align with this particular prophecy that you are uh, speaking into being. For me, for my prophecies, I am very heavy with scripture. (laughs) I think one of my justice prophecies had 45 scriptures. And my friends were sort of like, Michelle, really? (laughs) That's a lot of, I said, well, listen, it's there. People want it. There it is. It's all about justice, you know? So you find scriptures that are in alignment with the prophecy, and then you weave them into those declarations. And the last thing is sharing prophecy to bring agreement and unity. So if you know someone that doesn't believe in modern day prophecy at all, you know, God stops, you know, doesn't do that anymore. He just did it during Bible times. That would not be the person that you want to share with, right? Because that's not going to bring unity. It's going to bring disunity. It's going to bring a division between you and that person. So if you have a small group of people, or if it's your for your family, you know, you and your your spouse are going to agree, whatever it is, agreement is important. So sharing prophecy to bring agreement and unity is very important. Matthew 18, 19 says, and again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my father who is in heaven. So that agreement is very important. Very important. And I, I really appreciate you taking the time to explain the five steps. Now, what I also want to bring out is, as you mentioned, prophecy is God's revealed plan, his perfect revealed plan or a warning. It can be a warning. Yes. But prophecy is very different than interpretation of prophecy. A lot of times a prophet gives a word and they know it's from God, but they don't necessarily know how it's going to play out. There's a lot of mystery in prophecy. And that is in part because God wants to work through our faith. Can you address interpretation and the importance of faith when it comes to prophecy? Yes. I learned uh, when I went to ministry school, don't fill in the blanks that aren't filled in. And I'll give a personal example of something. We had uh, the Toronto blessing. Now I live in Buffalo, New York. So Toronto is two and a half hours from me. 
And this was in the early 90s where they just had this enormous revival breakout in Toronto. Well, I was late to the prophetic party, so to speak, into this stream where prophecy is honored and, you know, where it is something that people accept. So I was talking to the Lord when I was in ministry school about that. And I said, you know, Lord, look at all those years, you know, maybe if I would have gone to the Toronto blessing, then all those years that I was in a church that really didn't celebrate frankly, most of the gifts that I flow in, um, maybe I could have been in a different place now. And so the Lord wanted to address that through someone. So I was, uh, we were prophesying over each other, the students, and the student said to me, the Lord said, you would be exactly where you are. And, um, and he looked at me, he said, do you know what that means? I said, I know exactly what that means. He said, I'm sensing that you're, you know, having regret over something in the past and this and that. Right. So that's exactly what the Lord was saying to me. Nope. You would be in the same place. You're exactly where I want you. But he filled in the blanks. And that's that, that what the Lord did not give him. And he said, well, maybe you have like, maybe you left the Lord for a while, or maybe you did this for the Lord for a while. And maybe you have regret over this, that, and the other, that was not the case at all. So he filled in the blanks according to what he heard. And then he didn't hear that from the Lord, but he did it with his own mind. So I've learned the hard way. Don't fill in the blanks. <laughs> so for the vision that I had of Congress, could it be this case? Absolutely. Did God tell me that it was? No, he didn't. So I can't fill in that blank. I can talk about it. I can say, well, it seems like that's what it is. But unless the Lord directly tells me that, I don't say that. And so I've learned not to fill in those blanks. And yes, the effects of the Brunson case, should the judges award it, could very well be how God intends to fulfill the vision you receive, but not necessarily. And so therefore, you've been very cautious not to claim that this must be it. Yes, yes. In fact, when I had it, I said, Lord, how is that ever going to happen? <laughs> you know, I mean, think about it, you know, two thirds of Congress, the congressional seats are empty. And how are you going to do that, Lord? And, you know, he I didn't get an answer. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, he, he, he we we know in part and we see in part that scripture that uh, I'm going to read it right now because I just uh, it's first Corinthians 13, nine. Our knowledge is partial and incomplete. And even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. So the audience, you know, if they listen to prophets, they sort of have a, a strange advantage, you know, that I don't have. They can put these pieces together. You know, they can get a piece from me, a piece from this person, a piece from that person. And they can put that puzzle pieces, the puzzle pieces together and see what God is doing as a whole. I just have to steward my piece. That's my job is to steward my piece and steward it well without editing God, without without adding to God and without filling in the blanks. Absolutely. And that's part of the reason, Michelle, you have the respect that you do in the prophetic environment. Um, and one of the other things that you do, which is evidence of integrity, is you listen for the Lord and you only allow yourselves to watch or hear information that God has approved. And you do not watch the news. You do not listen to other prophets so that when you get a word from the Lord, you are not influenced by any of these outside realities. So you're to be commended on many levels for the way you do this. What would you like to say to my audience as a closing comment for all that we've discussed today about how God provides prophecy, how he, how we must respond to the prophetic word and how God might fulfill prophetic words? What would you like to share in closing? 
Well, right now, actually, right when you said that, I'm just seeing a congregation and I'm seeing them sit in church and Jesus is the one who's speaking and he's on the altar and I see him taking steps down and he's putting his hand out and he's lifting the people out of the seats and, and just motioning to them, come, come to me and come and partner with me. And individually, he's going to every single person who's sitting in the seats of that church. And the Lord is just saying to every single person listening, I want to partner with you. I love you. My plans for you are good. My plans for you in this season have a bigger picture in mind because prophecy is always a bigger picture. So the Lord is just saying to you, stand firm on what you have heard and look to me, the author and finisher of your faith. Do not look to the left or to the right. Certainly don't look to the mainstream media because that will bring in those voices that the enemy uses. And so I feel like the Lord's just saying he's honing the sheep in order to only hear his voice. Interestingly, if you have two shepherds that come together, this is in the literal and the natural, and they have sheep, their sheep just mix together as they're talking. So there's, you know, let's say 200 sheep. Well, when the shepherd starts to walk away and calls his sheep, the sheep know the shepherd's voice. And so I feel like the Lord saying that I am teaching you what my voice sounds like, and I'm teaching you how to partner with my plans for you, my plans for your family, my plans for your loved ones, for the city and for the nations. That's a beautiful word, a beautiful blessing of encouragement. And I will say again, Jesus is the head. And we are the body. The body of believers is made up in many parts. We each have our own role to play. And when any single part is not performing or not doing what God has assigned them to do and equipped them and called them to do, the whole body suffers. So I pray that this podcast encourages every listener to find out what God asks of them in these days and to put one foot in front of the other in obedience. And we will see great and powerful things occur in our lifetimes. Michelle, thank you so much for being on my podcast. I definitely want to have you back again. I'm certain this is going to be one of the more popular podcasts. Oh, thank you so much. And I just want to commend you, Pam, because I, I, I'm just going to say this. I didn't tell her I was going to say this, but Pam has an enormous amount of integrity. And the Lord's been speaking to me about gifting versus character. Now, Pam is gifted but she has character. And the Lord's just saying he looks for people with character and, and you have such amazing character. You're honest, you're forthright. You're the same on, on screen, off screen with the microphone, not with the microphone. And you've been diligent in doing well in all of these years and stewarding well, what God has given you. And I trust you implicitly, which is not something that comes out of my mouth frequently because of the deliverance, you know, anointing that I have. I see a lot of things that a lot of people. So for me to say that I trust someone is a huge big deal. And the reason I trust you is because God is saying that he trusts you. So I just want to thank you and just honor you for who God made you to be, but also honored you for the decades of obedience that you have um, given to the Lord. And he just loves you. And he is going to be expanding your territory in this next season. Wow. <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> I, didn't know that I didn't know that was coming, but thank you. And I will have you back, but not for my personal prophecy, but to help the body of Christ. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. It's been really fun. And, uh, 
Yep. I will just, you know, provide the links and, you know, find me and I let's grow together. I really like the five points Michelle brought out to help us know what specific action steps we can take to partner with God and see his prophecies come to fruition. The Brunson lawsuit is one I've shared about in recent weeks. If you don't know about it, please listen to my December 16th special edition of Faith to Live By, where I interviewed Juan O'Savin, who explained the whole matter, including that he knew of Michelle May, who previously had a vision of two-thirds of Congress with seats vacated that were being filled by righteous men and women and that term limits had been established, putting an end to career politicians. Will the Brunson case be used by God to fulfill that prophecy? Well, like all prophecy, we can't know until it happens. And as Michelle warned us, we must not fill in the blanks in effort to interpret how prophecy might be fulfilled. We simply need to wait on God to reveal his perfect time. There is so very much going on that mainstream media is not reporting, which you need to know about to be aware of what God is doing So expect me to do my very best to bring you up to speed about what the prophets have said and what God is instructing us to do in these very intense days where we're expecting God's unprecedented intervention. Until then, I ask you to please help others learn about my podcast so they can be encouraged too. Telling others about this podcast is a show of support that I greatly appreciate. You can also be supportive by purchasing goods and services from me and my affiliates. And at this point, I want to give a sincere shout out to Larry and Rita, who have been sending me financial support for several months now. I so appreciate your encouragement. And I want you to know, God is using you in greater ways than you realize. As I've shared before, my ministry is largely financially supported by my husband's income, and we have yet to make any financial profit on the work I do. However, since November last year, my husband's work has completely dried up. So let me thank you both publicly from the bottom of my heart for your support. When it comes to your health, one of my affiliates I want you to know about is Infinity, a company dedicated to helping us detoxify our bodies and get to an optimum and healthy weight. I've been using their products and I especially like their detoxifying product and I really love their Java Boost Drink and I believe you will too. Also for your health, I've been proudly promoting Dr. Zelenko's Z-Stack supplements. They contain zinc, quercetin, vitamin C, and D, which are formulated in just the right amount to help you boost your immune system. Your immune system can be weakened by over 300 different primary immunodeficiency disorders. So especially now in these winter months, take care of yourself and you can receive a 5% coupon discount by simply using FTLB as the promotion code when you check out. And if you choose to subscribe, you can actually receive a 10% discount each and every month. And don't forget about Operation Tomahawk. It's an excellent program that I'm using and I'm encouraging all my listeners to use also. Get your household and healthcare products from an American-owned and operated company that are not made with genetically modified ingredients or with toxins like the vast majority of our consumer goods brands are in this country. The link for you to learn more is in the show notes. In this economy, I would imagine you're thinking of diversifying your income. So I want you to meet Dr. Kirk Elliott. He's a private advisor helping people protect their assets, especially in these days when the stock market and the valuation of the dollar is of concern. You can reach Kirk at 1-720-605-3900 or contact him and his team using the link in the show notes. When you do, be sure to tell him you learned about him from me, Pam Christian, with my podcast called Faith to Live By. That way, should you choose to work with Kirk, I'll get the credit for referring you. 
And don't forget about my own award-winning books available from my website. The series is also called Faith to Live By. And when you purchase through my web store, be sure to use the promo code TRUTH, T-R-U-T-H. Use it at checkout and you'll get a 20% discount. When you purchase my own books, products, or services, or products and services from any of my affiliates, you get something you want, and at the same time, you support me. It's truly a benefit for all of us. So please, shop for yourself or shop to get gifts for friends and family. Your support is greatly appreciated. I sincerely hope you appreciate my dedication to you through these podcasts. Let me know how this podcast has impacted you and what you're now doing in response to the equipping you've received through me. My email is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. And if you like the contents and resource material I bring you with this podcast, you'll find much more by connecting with me through social media and my blog. In fact, my blog has actually been awarded two unsolicited awards for Christian content. And as I mentioned before, I'm very active on social media, so let's make a point of connecting there. And to receive even more, please be sure to check out my dedicated podcast listeners page called Beyond the Podcast. Here's where we can connect exclusively, and you can download complimentary devotionals, resources, and more. And on that page, I also ask you to help me know more of what you want by completing the form visible once you scroll down the page. You can also subscribe to my complimentary bi-monthly e-newsletter. As a new subscriber, you can choose one of three gifts I offer in appreciation of your subscription. Depending upon where you listen to my podcast, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. Your review helps the show reach more people and spreads the gospel and helps people learn how to better apply their Christian faith. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him.